Hi, I'm Lesha Holzaffel, and you're listening to the Fit Mom Squad podcast, a podcast for moms who are ready to lose the weight they want without gaining it back by learning the holistic approach to nutrition and how our brains determine our long-term success. Welcome to the Fit Mom Squad. Hello, and welcome to the Fit Mom Squad podcast. I'm your host, Lesha. In today's episode, I want to talk about diet versus way of eating. So honestly, this episode idea came to me while I was riding my bike this morning. Uh, I was listening to an audio book about um, the brain and weight loss and all of this and motivation and all of that stuff. And I like to get different people's perspectives of how to lose weight and kind of their opinions about weight loss in general. This guy was talking all about motivation and how that's the key to weight loss and that's the secret of weight loss and finding a like, you know, stop following all these fad diets and all this stuff like that. And then I thought about like keto uh, being so big and keto kind of being known as a fad diet lately, even though it's not a fad diet. And it got me to thinking about diet versus way of eating and how much confusion there is between both of those things because they are completely different. Then I also thought about the clients that I worked with uh, inside BSB Tribe or the followers that I have, people have emailed me and I kind of look at how they approach dieting versus way of eating. And I wanted to clarify the difference between those two and what you really need to know as far as losing weight to make it sustainable and not be stuck in this diet mindset that you know you're on this strict diet so to speak so i want to first define what a diet is and there's actually two definitions of a diet and i actually literally googled it so i'm going to read it out to you because there are two different definitions and they are used interchangeably but they mean two different things so The first definition is the kinds of foods that a person, animal, or community habitually eats. And then the second definition is a special course of food to which one restricts oneself either to lose weight or for medical reasons. So to me, the first definition to me sounds more of like a way of eating. So W-O-E, you might have seen that, a hashtag or people say that abbreviation, it just means way of eating. To me, going on a diet means that you are following some sort of plan, whether it be keto, whether it be paleo, whether it be vegetarian, vegan, gluten-free, whatever it is, you're, you're following some sort of plan that you're sticking to and your mindset towards it is very like, okay, this is my plan. This is what I can eat. This is what I can't eat. And anytime you come across a situation in life, you're judging that situation based on what your diet is. Okay. So if you go to a wedding and you see all this food, you're approaching it as in, oh, I can't eat that. I shouldn't eat that. That's not my diet. Or if people offer you something, you say, I can't eat that. I'm on a diet. My diet does not allow me to eat that. That is being on a diet. 
Okay. And it's very restrictive. It's very depriving because now you've set these barriers for yourself and you're pretty much fighting against yourself of what you can and can't eat. A way of eating, on the other hand, is you making decisions of what your way of eating for your life is going to be, and that might change, right? That's not going to be exactly the same every single month or every single year. It's going to depend on what your weight loss goals are, what health issues you have, where you're at in your life, you know, what is your life like? All of these things are going to play into a factor of your way of eating. And what I'm seeing that people are doing, especially women, are they are determining what their diet is based on their life circumstances. Instead of saying, it doesn't matter what the heck is happening in my life. It does not matter. This is the way I eat. Okay, that is the mindset that we want to get into. And I want to share this today because I was struggling with this for many, many years. I would follow a diet. I would say, okay, I am keto. I am strict keto or I am, you know, I was vegetarian for a long time. I am vegetarian. I am vegan, whatever. So anytime something would happen in life, I would, anytime there was a change, I would be like, oh, well, I can't be vegan anymore. Oh, I'm traveling and it's going to be really hard for me to find vegan food. I cannot be vegan anymore, so I'm going to take a break, okay? Or another example is COVID. COVID happened and all of a sudden, everybody's like, oh, can't be on keto, can't follow my way, my plan, can't follow this diet because can't get to the grocery store and buy all the food that I need. I can't get all these special ingredients. They're out of produce. They're out of meat. Whatever the heck your excuses are, okay? You're basing your life circumstance on the way that you're eating, which why? They have nothing to do with each other. What you eat has nothing to do with what happens to you in life, okay? Where I'm busy, I'm just so busy right now that I can't follow this plan. I can't eat this way. So what are you going to eat, right? You still have to eat, guys. We still have to eat. At the end of the day, you're still eating something. So why not figure out what your way of eating is, what you want it to be? Another really common one that I hear a lot is like, oh, my doctor told me that I shouldn't do keto. And I'm using keto as an example because a lot of my clients and followers do keto. Um, I have a keto blog. I, you know, I have a lot. I've done keto personally. I don't teach just doing keto inside BSB Tribe. I don't teach dieting inside BSB Tribe. I teach ways of eating. I teach how to find a plan that fits you, your lifestyle, your goals, and your needs and whatever health circumstance you have, adjusting it to the way that you eat, okay? But I get a a hair a lot, oh, my doctor told me not to do keto, or I broke my arm, or, you know, I'm having this surgery done, and I I can't be on any diet program or anything. That's like, okay, so then are you going to stop eating? What are you going to eat then? You're still going to eat something. You still need to figure out what you're going to eat. A diet program is like, 
you counting calories, being obsessed about macros, restricting yourself, not eating anymore because you've hit your calorie threshold, counting points, and being like completely crazy about every single thing that you put in your mouth. That is a diet program. Everything else is a way of eating. It is a plan that you choose, that you have complete control over, that you can adjust if need be, but nobody is holding a gun to your head saying, you have to do this or else. You have to do this 100% or else you're never going to lose your weight. This is the only thing that works and you have to give all of this stuff up to get the weight loss goals that you desire. And that is simply a load of BS. Okay. So what I want to say is we really have to get out of this. I'm on a diet mentality. Stop using. I shouldn't. I can't. I have to. All of those words, all of those negative words that we associate, I'm not allowed. Who Are you like five years old and your mother is saying that you're not allowed to eat that? Like we are adults, right? We're not allowed. You're allowed to do whatever the heck you want. You're a grown woman. You can make any choice that you want. It's up to you. There is no, I'm not allowed or that is not allowed on that diet, or those foods are prohibited. We need to stop saying those things. And we need to turn it around to, this is what I choose. These are the things that are going to get me closer to my goals. These are the foods that are supporting my body. And these are the foods that are digging my grave faster. Okay? So, When it comes to finding your way of eating, I want you to stop looking around and seeing what everybody else and their mother is doing and look inside you and really think about what you want to do. What are your rules going to be? Make up your own rules. I know people say like, oh, there shouldn't be any diet rules. You should just like eat whatever, whenever and do intuitive eating. And I don't disagree with intuitive eating. I just think it's really hard for someone that struggles with sugar, sugar addiction, binge eating, emotional eating, stress eating, and self-sabotage to really get in that space to intuitively eat. That takes a lot of work. Inside BSB Tribe, I have a whole brain course that teaches my members how to do all of that, how to end self-sabotage, how to end binge eating, emotional eating stress eating, falling off the wagon. But until they go through that and actually reprogram and rewire their brains, they cannot, they don't know how to intuitively eat. Okay. I will intuitively sit and eat like handfuls of macadamia nuts from Costco, the salted ones. Like that is what my intuition will tell me. Just keep eating them, girl. But that's not really intuitive eating because I'm eating way more than my body needs. I'm not listening to my hunger cues. I'm not actually eating when I'm hungry and stopping when I'm full. I'm just eating to eat, or I want something to snack on, or I just, you know, just bored, whatever the other reasons are. 
So making your own rules and following them, we need to have our own diet rules. At the end of the day, there are, we have to, we have rules for marriage, right? We don't like say, oh, well, I'll just see how I feel. You know, one day if I just come across someone that I like better than my spouse, I'll just like go out with them and just like, you know, we'll just have a little fun. It's not a big deal. Or, you know, you know, I just don't feel like talking to my husband for like a month. I just don't feel like it. Like, no, we have rules in our marriage, right? We make vows. We stay committed. We stay faithful and we communicate. We have to talk to that other person. That's kind of what marriage is, right? So why is it when it comes to eating or when it comes to our way of eating, we're not setting rules for ourselves and we're just kind of winging it or playing it by ear. Oh, well, this happened. Oh, this weekend I was wanting to stay on plan or, or stick with keto, but you know, I went to a party and they had all this dessert and everyone was eating it and I just, it looks so good. So I just, I just ate some. And then once I ate some, I said, Oh, well, F it. I'm just going to keep eating. And then just the weekend went, and you know, I don't know. It's just happened. It's just, it looks so good. I just want it. I just love the taste. That's self-sabotage. Okay. That's self-sabotage. We all just want it. But you know, sometimes I just want <laughs> to run away, go on vacation and just like not have to deal with my kids. But I don't do that. I have a responsibility as a mother and a decent human being, right? We have to look at like, okay, yeah, we can want a lot of things, but are they beneficial? Are they helping us in life? Are they getting us to our goals? Are they productive? And in the long run, are they worth it? So finding your own plan, I teach this process inside BSB Tribe and it's called making your food list. It's called always, sometimes, never list. Okay. So this is in the food phase of the tribe. Here's the thing. You can follow another meal plan and I, I, okay. So I have meal plans. I have meal plans inside the tribe. Um, I also have meal plans. If you like, I sold meal plans before I made meal plans before I believe in the power of meal plans for people that are completely confused of what they should be eating. Um, especially when it comes to something like following a ketogenic protocol, if you really want to try it and you don't know what to eat, I would rather you have a meal plan to follow rather than just trying to figure it out on your own and winging it because you can cause yourself more damage um, with your health and your body if you don't know what you're doing and if you're not eating the right foods. So that is why I provide meal plans. But I provide them more as like a guideline and a guidance and not like you have to follow this 100% or you're not going to get your the results you want or you can't be in this program like you have to do them to the T. No, that is not how I teach inside the tribe. This is, that's not my philosophy. I provide meal plans, more of like a guideline of what foods you should be eating and to give my members ideas and recipes of variety. Here's the thing. We are more likely to cave and, and, um, 
you know, fall off the wagon, the imaginary wagon, or give into cravings and urges when we're eating the same thing over and over again because it becomes mundane and our brains get bored. Now this, we have to know, okay, it's all about our brain here. This is what everything that we do, it all starts in the brain. Anytime you've had sugar or carbs or any good food in your life, you got a dopamine hit. Your brain released dopamine, feel good, got that, whoa, wired feeling like, this is great. Let's do this again. So you now, you now like connected eating that food with this chemical release, this positive chemical release, and now your brain desires it more and more. Now, let's say you give all that food up and now you're eating chicken and broccoli every day. You're literally eating the same freaking meals over and over again and they don't taste good and they're bland and you, you know, you're a foodie and you're like, this just sucks and it's miserable. Of course, you're going to have way more urges. You're going to crave way more foods because you're not giving yourself variety and you're getting bored and your brain's like, this is boring food. Let's have that sugary and carby stuff that like lit us up. Now, food is not the only way to increase dopamine. You can increase dopamines from other things like hug time. We started doing hug time in our family, like sex, like, um, you know, good music or exercise or other things, other activities can increase our dopamine. It's just that it's so much easier to get that hit from sugar and carbs and all that junk. But I will say the secret is to having variety. And that is why I offer meal plans inside BSB tribe, because I want to give my clients variety so they can pick and choose what looks good to them, to their families. And so they're not bored or they're not searching Pinterest and Google all the time, trying to find recipes because that is literally time sucking. Okay. So that's why I provide meal plans, but they're not just, oh, you have to follow this plan to a T. So when it comes to making your own plan, this is a process that I teach inside the tribe. It's called always, sometimes, never. And I teach that you should make a list for yourself of what foods are appropriate for you, what foods you will always eat, what foods you will sometimes eat, and what foods you will never eat. Okay. So I'm just going to give a quick example of my always and my never, but it's a very powerful process because it gives you control of your food. It gives you control of your way of eating. And when you have control, you're more likely to stick to it. You have confidence because you created it, right? Look, we're just like, you know, with small kids, you know, you tell them no, no, no. And they just, they want to do it more. That's how our brains are. So when someone gives you a strict diet to follow, you're just going to want to re rebel against it and do completely the opposite. You're, you're just, that's just the way our brains are. But when you make up your own plan, when you set your own rules, you're less likely to rebel against your own rules. Not to say that you never won't, but like, huh, no, but this is nobody's plan. This is your plan, girlfriend. Okay. So here, and this list is going to change. Okay. You can, I, I encourage you to go every month, like redo this list every month. So in the beginning of the month, kind of go back to your list and see if you need to make adjustments. 
Why? Because you might have health conditions that change, right? If you one month on your always list was dairy, and then you found out that month that you had gut issues, the next month you might want to change and remove the dairy to heal your gut because dairy is inflammatory to the microbiome. Okay. So this is something that I, I change every month or some people could go every six months, every year, depending on where you're at and what happens in your life. Or maybe you're following one way of eating and it's just not working for you. I always say you have to try something for at least three months. But if you're saying that like after a month, you literally lost no weight and had no NSVs, like no non-scale victories, meaning you haven't lost any inches, dress size, whatever, like, you know, the way you feel, blah, blah, blah. Then yeah, you might want to make adjustments to that food list. But in general, I would say that you should at least have one food list each month and then change as needed. So let me give you an example of what that looks like. You would figure out what foods are your absolute always foods, meaning that no matter what is happening, no matter what is going on, these foods are always going to be permittable to you, meaning that you can eat these whenever, you know, these are A foods. These are like A plus foods. Okay. They're the best choices that you can make. Okay. And then on the opposite side, never, these are foods that are just, they're not your standards anymore for whatever reason, personally or medically. They're just no, they're just no foods for you, no matter what there's like, now that doesn't mean that there's no exceptions, right? Because there's like, on my no list, I have something that like, if I went to Paris, that would like fly out the window. But so when you're making this list, I'm meaning more of like determine like what is going to be your normal way of eating throughout the weeks, you know, with a normal life, whatever, without traveling or things like that. But again, life circumstances don't have anything to do with your way of eating. So My always list includes vegetables, mainly grown above ground, so leafy greens, um, asparagus, Brussels sprouts, broccoli, cabbage, um, zucchini, stuff like that, like vegetables, so pretty much most vegetables minus the high starch vegetables are on my always list. Another food that's on my always list is protein, mainly fish, chicken, um, some beef now. So actually at the time of this recording, uh, beef is on my sometimes list because I found out that I have estrogen dominance, so I'm reducing my intake of red meat due to that. So that has moved because that used to be on my always list. I used to eat red meat like almost every day, guys. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just that I wouldn't always be eating grass-fed and all those hormones that I'm consuming. It just makes it worse. So now that food has moved to my sometimes list. So right now on my always list is the vegetables, is the protein, fish, chicken. Um, what else is on there? It's pretty much right now fish and chicken is what I do mainly. I don't really do a lot of pork either. Uh, and fats are on my always list. So 
coconut oil, avocado oil, avocados. Um, I'll still have some butter occasionally, ghee, nuts and seeds are on my always list. Um, what else is on my always list right now? I'm trying to think. Bone broth protein. Um, I make a shake every morning. That is on my always list as part of my, oh, sauerkraut. I'm like thinking about what I eat every day. Sauerkraut is like every day on my always list. So that's my always list. And then I have my sometimes list and my never list, things that I made the decision based on years of research and just seeing what it does to me and my body and seeing what havoc it causes on every system of the body. My never list is sugar, gluten, inflammatory oils, which are canola oil, soybean oil, all of those like really high inflammatory oils are on my never list. Processed ingredients and packaged foods are on my never list. Okay. Dairy isn't dairy is like on my sometimes list because I will still occasionally have some bread cheese, like halloumi cheese. It's absolutely amazing. And some goat cheese. So I won't say that that's on my sometimes list. But you see how I'm making the rules. I'm in control. Now, if you looked at that list, you'd be like, oh, well, it's keto, right? No, I mean, yeah, it could be. It could fall under keto. It could also fall under paleo. It could also fall gluten-free, sugar-free, whole 30. You know, let me just start naming them all off, right? Doesn't matter, guys. That's not what matters. Doesn't matter the diet label, right? Doesn't matter. You can categorize that on a bunch of labels. Those are just ways to define a certain specific diet and what those foods entail. But when it comes to long-term sustainability and building a lifestyle, you have to find your own way of eating and make your own rules. And that's going to change for you. All right. You might find out that after doing a certain way of eating for many months, that you just don't feel as great or you're not, you don't have as much energy and you'll want to add in more foods, more carbs right? Or let's say you decide that you want to train for a marathon. Okay. You're going to be running a lot, burning a lot of calories, going through a lot of glucose. You can allow yourself more carbohydrates because you're going to burn right through those. So it's always going to change, but I want you to just be in control of your own way of eating and I want you to stop thinking about it as a diet, because when you think about it as this diet, this is what I can or can't eat. This is what I should or shouldn't eat. And, oh my God, this happened in my life. I can't do this anymore. My doctor told me not to do a diet plan. It's COVID. I'm just so stressed out right now. My life is so busy. All of those excuses, all of those reasons. You know, I mean, some of them are legit, but they have absolutely nothing, nothing, zero to do with what you eat, zero. Okay. What you eat is just simply the plan that you decide that makes your body feel great, that gets you the results that you want, 
is affordable to you and is sustainable to you. So I encourage you to think about what your way of eating is going to be. To stop looking at what everybody else is doing. Stop obsessing over strict diet rules. And just really sit down and make your list. Like what foods are acceptable to me and which ones will I absolutely not allow inside my body because I know what they can do to me. And it's just not worth it, right? Our body is our temple. Eating well is a form of self-love. You want to know how to love yourself? Pay attention to what you put inside your body. That's the best way to love yourself. You don't have to go to some yoga retreat or sing Kumbaya and hold hands. Freaking eat good food. Stop putting junk into your body. Stop putting fake crap in there and damaging and killing your insides that's killing you faster. That is how you can love yourself. That is how we can start loving ourselves. Okay? All right. So plan of action is decide what your way of eating is going to be and make it yours. Thank you for listening to the Fit Mom Squad podcast. If you're looking for free resources to get you started on your weight loss journey, go to www.bsbtribe.com forward slash resources. If you're ready to take your weight loss to another level and work with me personally, I invite you to join the BSB Tribe waitlist. Spots are limited in this exclusive online community, but if you join the waitlist, you'll be the first to know when doors open up again. Thanks for tuning in. Talk to you soon.